families from the Georgia Freedom Initiative so that they can come and teach us how to create generational wealth and purchase land. And we want to in turn teach them about our legacy growers and support the minority businesses within cannabis here as well as create a potential. I'll leave that one for Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we talk about this incredible plant with so many names and is so misunderstood. And today we have a very special guest, a kindred spirit, uh, a sister from another mother, <laughs> Nydia, who I met on Clubhouse, who's got such a beautiful soul and such a beautiful journey and story to share with all of us how this miracle plant has changed her life and her loved ones around her. Nydia, welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast. How are you doing? Amazing. Thank you for having me, Justin. I sincerely appreciate it. And you're right, Kinder Spirit is 100% on point. So tell us your journey. That's what this is all about. We want to hear about how cannabis uh, came into your life and how it changed your life and, and what you're doing with this gift of a miracle plant these days. Wow, that's a lot. But yes, I'm ready for it. You prepared me for it. I started my journey one day when I was 14 years old and I was a freshman in high school. And I sincerely fell in love with the plant from that day forth. I sincerely feel like it helped me get through a lot of depression and anxiety that I suffered from just from being a teenager, because being a teenager is rough. It's a high-gray area in life. And throughout the years, it's been there for me. As a licensed physical therapist, it's been something I've always struggled with uh, when working a W-2 job under a hospital or other corporation because how do you introduce a plant that's so wonderful? And I always found myself with patients wanting to know more than, are you ready to get up and walk? I wanted to know what the reason was behind them wanting to walk again, whether they had a spinal cord injury, multi-crush injury, or a brain injury. What was their reason for wanting to do this? And so I fast forward 30-something years, I ended up diagnosed with Graves' disease and with a thyroid storm in the hospital and an endocrinologist came in and simply said, medicate it, irradiate it, excise it. You speak. Hospitals speak, right? You understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And quickly left. And I sought a nutritionist, and the nutritionist said, you're a Latina woman. You've got diabetes in your family. We're going to talk about diabetes. And I said, I'm here for thyroid help. And uh, it continued on like that. I went to go see another endocrinologist, got the same spiel, was told I had to be on beta blockers and all these things. Uh, a week prior to me being hospitalized, my thyroid had been checked, and it was fine. So the theory that my DL and I have, however, we've never publicly said this, is that the cannabis was controlling my thyroid all these years, uh, and that stress had culminated and allowed for this particular storm. So 
I searched a lot after that. I searched for different diets that would work. Uh, I knew metahemazole was going to work, but it was also going to swing me to the other side of the pendulum, which is going to the Hashimoto side where it's the thyroid is not functioning as well. And that's what it did. And I got frustrated with it. So I took myself off the medications. I had found myself a great CBD company out here in Michigan, which is where I'm at. And I've been able to control it since. I had about a two week period where I didn't have any and I had bought an isolate and I realized how terrible that was. About a year ago, I stepped out of the matrix. I left my job and that's when COVID hit. So I was blessed with unemployment and I take that as a blessing because it allowed me the opportunity to study cannabis very in depth. And I read, I don't know, at least eight or nine books of different physicians different opinions. And I always stick hard to the keep it simple, stupid. So I take three opinions and the two that say the ones that are most consistent are what I go through or go with. But in looking at cannabis as a plant, it's interesting because you can't look at it with one lens. It forces you to look at it with many lenses and it forces you to see an absolutely untapped beauty in it that is beyond the human skin. Uh, I will phrase it that way. So it's forced me to be really passionate about ed the education behind it. And one of these days very soon, I can't say exactly when I'll be able to have a proof of concept to address one of those dreams that I have. And I'll approach very exclusive people with that. So I'm really excited about that. In terms of projects that I'm working on currently, I'm excited to announce that 420 Detroit 2021 is a thing that a group of us women here in Detroit, Courtney Caterhagen, Ebony Smith, Sahir Al-Salam, myself, have gotten together and we will be creating a panel discussion and hosting three out of the 10 of the families from the Georgia Freedom Initiative so that they can come and teach us how to create generational wealth and purchase land. And we want to in turn teach them about our legacy growers and support the minority businesses within cannabis here, as well as create a potential, I'll leave that one for, for, for the group to announce what we're planning on doing here in Detroit uh, with the funds that we raise from that. Yeah, I'm really excited what the future holds and all of this has come into place within the last three to four weeks and it's just beautiful the way the universe works and just the pure Sashat goddess energy and, and Sashat, for those of you that don't know, is one of the goddesses that's depicted in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphy. I just learned about her not too long ago, but I've always known about her, but I just learned about her. She's the one that is depicted in ancient Egypt with a leaf above her head, and she's writing down and scrolling. She's the goddess of measurement and knowledge. And in those days, that was measured with cannabis, and cannabis was used to ascend. So anyways, I'm just, thank you for having me, and thank you for letting me tell that story. Oh, I love it. I think that's uh, beautiful, and I had not heard that one. So, again, that's the collaboration and the wonderful technology that we have at our fingertips now to go live and talk about these incredible insights 
And did this, everything that came together in the last three to four weeks, did it have to do with Clubhouse at all? Did that contribute? Sure did. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I've been able to meet a bunch of just goddess energy and women that when the rubber hits the road, they're ready to go. They've already had the gas pedal going since days ago and they've had their gas tanks full and they've already, they're just looking at you and they're saying, come on. So I've been blessed with being able to meet those and meet so many across the United States and people with companies like yours that are really just coming from the heart and really just want to do what's right. I've had people reach out in the state and they just want to donate medicine to people. And how can we do that? And where can we do that? So that's part of what we want to develop too. And how do we do that if we just leave that up to the state or if we just leave that up to the streets? Well, there's got to be a middle ground. And so that's part of what we're looking at, wanting to provide, put in place and expand on because those are realities of our current collective needs. Absolutely. And so what are, you said you've gone down a deep dive, obviously, with cannabis. And what are some of the things that, that you learned that really spoke to you and, and are really giving you the fuel to your fire as you press ahead with these amazing initiatives? There's so many things I can pull from. I think the history of the plant going backwards from the present instead of choosing a date in which we're gonna randomly move forward is so profound to me and means so much more to me than than I can actually imagine. So I think the one thing that stood out for me, I was reading a Stephen Gray book, Cannabis and Spirituality, and he mentioned he was talking to a shaman and how the word of marijuana had been corrupted from being marijuana with a J to mar- and this is again moving backwards. So currently it's marijuana with a J, and then it was marijuana with an H, and then it was Mama Juana, which was already a corrupted name from the indigenous people in Mexico. And then if you keep on following the plant back, it's amazing the trauma that this seed has carried with it through the ages and how it still heals. And it's amazing how much trauma we have now and how it's capable of healing. Absolutely. And I know that The the Emperor Wears No Clothes was the book that really just put everything in one place. Jack Herrera and all those folks out there that went canvassing all over the country here in the United States talking about these wrongs and talking about the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937 with an H and the reefer madness and everything that they did to suppress the plant to to keep pharmaceutical companies and textile companies in power. Even in 1936, the American Medical Association wrote 2.3 million prescriptions for cannabis oil for things like migraines. And they went to Congress in 1937 and said, what are you guys doing? We use this in as part of our treatment regimen and you're, you didn't even consult with us. It's one of the, the most heinous things that have ever happened in American culture. And American culture also extend, extends all over the world. So it's amazing what this plant has been through. There's documentation that we've been associated and been carrying this plant with us for over 30,000 years and it goes way back. And there's all types of different spirituality and healing principles dating back 8,000 years that we know from the Orient medical books. And it, to me, I always find it a little tongue in cheek when people talk about 
cannabis uh, and hemp or CBD being alternative medicine. And it's, wait a second, who was here first, the, us or the pharmaceutical companies that showed up about 100 years ago? The exciting thing is that we're in a revolution. The Farm Bill passed in 2018. There's almost 40 states here in the United States that have some form of legal uh, cannabis in their uh, state. And the, the tide has shifted. I believe the last polls I saw was as an American population, we're looking at around 66, 67% of the country believes that at least medical marijuana, and I don't like to use that term, but that's what they call it here in our country, is they approve it. And with the the new administration and the new folks in charge down there at D.C., there's a very good chance, in my opinion, that we will decriminalize. And whether it's the Moore Act or whatever it is, it's going to probably, in my opinion, I think it's the right way to go is to... I don't think legalization and regulation is the way to go with our country. I think decriminalization is the way to go and let it be a state-by-state state thing. So each state can just understand what policies there are to write. Certain states have different ideologies and forcing them to do something that they don't want to want would might have some more severe consequences. So deregulation is coming. I look forward to that for every state to be able to write their own policies. And there's a lot of work for us to do, that's for sure. And that's what I was sharing with you earlier before we came on, is that when I saw the missing, first of all, when I saw the miracle of this plant and what it did for my family and my son, that was the answer to our prayers. But then when I saw what it did for other people and their families with very complicated uh, ailments, I knew that all of my you know, communication skills and all of my business skills and everything that I had learned for over 20 years, this was what I should be doing with it. And so that's what I've been doing with it. <laughs> Again, we got a chance to meet on Clubhouse and we were just saying, where else would we have found each other other than Clubhouse? And this is just an amazing moment in time where they, I firmly believe and can feel that the momentum has shifted and now alternative medicine is really going mainstream. Chiropractors and acupuncturists and naturopaths and so many that I've been able to connect with before and so many since Clubhouse, we're all just building up this momentum and sharing our stories and our insights and our wisdom. And uh, it's just really exciting to be a part of. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's I want, I'm, I'm watching this shift because I've been reading Chris Duval's The African Roots of Marijuana, where he talks about the history of marijuana prior to 1925, prior, prior to Harry Enzingler, prior to the prohibition of the plant and the change of its name historically from cannabis to this marijuana madness stuff. But it's this plant has always shifted from being either industrial use to psychoactive use. And that's been historically what it's ha what has happened with it in the beginning when it first came, according to what in proof per archaeologists that have actually looked at the big picture, you can see that it was used in all forms to sanctify the temples and things like that. And he talks about how if anybody smokes cannabis to this day, that practice is brought from the African tradition and that African tradition was brought from the laborers that were used to transport goods by the Europeans or those who that were in the trades at that time because it was the laborers that would consume the cannabis. And so a part of what I believe moving, so what I'm saying in terms of that is that it's always had this pendulum swinging back and forth, but there's proof that when it started, it was being used for everything. And I think we're returning to a point 
where it's going to be used for everything again. That pendulum is no longer making those extreme swings. And that's where I'm excited to see the industry go. But I think as we're writing these uh, regulations and these legislations, as we move forward with this plant, we obviously can't get rid of what we already have in terms of our structure of laws. But what we can change is our verbiage. Instead of consumption or dosing, it's consuming or honoring the mother plant. And I know this might be extreme verbiage for some, but we need to make it a little bit more obvious for people to be able to read and understand instead of hiding behind the words and the spells that we put in the words. No, I agree. And, and again, this is so new for so many people. And this plant has been demonized and stigmatized and pushed down and drugged through the mud in the last 80 years. I'm just speaking to our country, but we're definitely a cultural leader around the world in some aspects for good or, work, for, or better or worse. But there's so much education that needs to be done. There's so much confusion about this plant. And again, the biggest thing for us was when we, I remember when we were looking for an answer for our son, we, I was very hesitant. He was three years old and I've definitely um, had plenty of experience with high THC and, and, and low THC cannabis strains. And some of the higher THC strains, I've gotten a little paranoid or a little anxious or whatever. And it, I didn't um, necessarily enjoy those experiences or, or you know, what have you. And I didn't, the last thing on earth was that I wanted to get my son to feel that way, especially at three. I was really hesitant about and very focused on saying, look, I'm going to keep the THC content low. And then when I found that there was the raw juicing and the cannabis and the eating and, and the nutritional supplement side of the plant, Dr. William Courtney was the first that I've seen actually do the research on it. That's when my, that's the paradigm shift for me. That was like, whoa, does that make a lot of sense? And so again, on Clubhouse, I've been able to collaborate with many doctors and many naturopaths and master herbalists, and many of them already were uh, akin to this and they figured that out. And, and I know you're one who's not afraid to enjoy uh, eating the plant as well. No, I love it. I always, people ask me, what does it taste like? And I say, it's very similar to arugula. And we discovered it when my son actually started, my son and I started growing some CBD seeds because somebody told me we call it weed. It is a weed. Technically it can grow anywhere. So why don't you just try growing it? And so I planted three seeds and I told my son, these three are for you. And then I planted three for me. And as we grew them, we started trimming them and it almost, I didn't even know I was supposed to trim them. It's just something that I do because I mess with basil all the time and basil is one of the simplest plants and next thing you know we started eating them and some of them hermaphrodited and I thought why don't I just eat the seeds too and I found out they are jam-packed of omega-3 fatty acids and vitamins and minerals and antioxidants that we need and these are even more beneficial and more concentrated in these leaves than than the flowers at times so or in in those seeds so it was very interesting and it just felt good but yeah i try to mix it in with the dandelion greens because dandelion greens are supposed to be really good for you and so my son and i have a blast we trim the plant together we make our salads together and then we eat and there's no intoxication and they say that there might be some psychotropic effects but there are also with chamomile tea and so I encourage people a lot of the times I've had a couple of women on clubhouse cause I like to run rooms where I just educate and provide education. I teach 
especially high chronic THC consumers, how to start incorporating the CBD and how to find their sweet spot and titrate it. And uh, there's been a lot of parents that have come in because they want to help their teenagers because they know their teenagers are being recommended all these pharmaceuticals. And I tell them if the teenager is intimidated and you don't want to do it because of one or the other, just try growing the plant first. And so that's part of why I love what you do and why I connected so deeply with you, because that's 100% what you do. You teach people how to grow this beautiful plant and how to not be intimidated by it. And there's another kind of love. And I've had a couple of people try on Clubhouse in the last three to four weeks, and they've gotten seedlings and they're so excited about them. And They've learned to do living soil instead of doing all this other artificial crud that's out there. And they are so excited. The energy that these little seedlings and happiness that they bring is just absolutely amazing. So how could a child not get excited about that? Yeah, that's so cool. And we've, it's the greatest, my, my greatest initiative for myself and for the organization and for what we're doing. And our, every meeting we end our, with the meeting with Heal the World, we all yell it to the universe so the energy can be felt <laughs> all around the world. And what I, my legacy wants to be, it's not about me and my ego, it's about the gift that I have received and how to pay it forward best is that people are planting these seeds in their backyard like tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And we've done it for 30,000 years at least as humans. And so uh, just to be able to get back to that cultivation, the fact that we've developed over time to have an endocannabinoid system that produces cannabinoids naturally within ourselves that we can also supplement, whether it's nutritionally through eating it or however you're intaking the, the, the plant, that it actually supplements and helps boost our endocannabinoid system, which now has what we know up to seven receptor sites. And it's just, it, there's, it's truly, like I was saying, you're a sister from another mister and this plant is a sister from another mister as well, exactly. because it, what it does for our bodies is we're just now starting to understand. And I, I kid with people sometimes when they come in and they'll get some products and I'll just say, basically give it a shot. The only thing we know that CBD or the cannabinoids can't do is the dishes. And who knows, maybe they can, because if you got Dr. Bronner's, it's hemp oil and CBDs in there too. So right. it's just incredible. And I see in your background there, you've got microdosing. I know that's a really popular topic. Did you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah. First of all, I've got all your stuff right here. I was literally just rolling on your roll on right before we got on the call. So Awesome. What'd you think? Do you like the smell or have you had a chance? Oh, to it, I love the tingling. It gives, yeah. I always put it at the base of my skull just because if you can relax there, as a, there's a physical therapist in me, those uh, very minute muscles can actually translate down your spine. And so automatically you get this relaxation. So I put your oil there and it's fabulous. Yes, I enjoyed them. Good Microdosing. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I got a question the other day and we, I was in a very small room. It was just a few of us. We were all decompressing from all the big clubhouse rooms mm -hmm. and not wanting pitches and all of that stuff or serious talk. And a guy was said it's, he wanted, he was very interested to see what the research shows about using lots of cannabis and in different ways. And he went on his own tangent about his belief and perspective about that. I am currently drinking coffee with cannabis homemade oil in it. I have your roll on here, joint here. I took a couple of drops of this before. Oh, that's the Chill X right before we got on just because my nerves were high. And I'm totally productive. I'm not stumbling around my words. 
and my nerves have calmed down. So I strongly believe in microdosing. There is also the endocannabinoid system doesn't get balanced solely by nutrition or movement or mindfulness or microdosing supplementation or decreased toxin exposure. It has to be a balance of all of them and knowing. And I've been literally playing with this microdosing for myself on a really concentrated level for, I want to say about 12 months now. I started out with one joint of CBD and one joint of THC flour. And I just started there, just alternating, smoking them. Every time I wanted to smoke THC, I would force myself to smoke CBD. And after three or four days, I could see where my titration levels were. And so then I started to be able to roll those into my joints and make customized joints. And then I started realizing that my CBD receptors needed more CBD than they needed THC. And so it's interesting. My THC consumption went from really high to really low, but my CBD consumption went up. And so you can play with it depending on what your stressors are or what you ate. Because sometimes if you take something that causes too much reflux, cannabis can help with that too. But Whole plant medicine is where it's at, which is why I love your oils because they are full spectrum. I Somebody was asking me, they're getting a big shipment of oils to be able to review them. And I said, first of all, separate everything that's full spectrum and then broad spectrum and isolate and then separate them all from organic and start going, looking at the websites and the COAs. And then you've got, you'll probably end up with four bottles out of all the $700 of stuff that mm-hmm. you're able to actually consume. Because all the, like we said, the misinformation in terms of the plants is there and the misinformation in terms of the bottles is there, with the exception of yours, of course, um, <laughs> and all the bottles that I actually do mess with. This is real. It's the, the capitalization on the plants will lead to a decrease in longevity of the company. That's the bottom line. The, if you do this for the right reasons and with the right heart and you continue on that pathway and you're persistent, you will win in this game. This plant will make sure you win. And that's where I hang my hat on the leaves of this plant because the goddess Shishat knows what she's doing. There's a lot of different products, like you said, and there's a lot of confusion. And I think it's really important for people to, like you said, you experiment and find what cannabinoids work best for you. For me, when I was in college, THC worked great for me. I think a lot of us in our early 20s are expanding our minds and figuring out who we are and going on those physical and mental and spiritual trips of just what's life all about and who am I and all those kinds of things. And it was really great for me. And I had a lot of fun and it was something that I really enjoyed. And as I got older, and I've seen that with a lot of people for some reason, that it just seems like somewhere in the late 20s or early 30s that and maybe there's a maturation or maybe there's just a different perspective that a lot of people will maybe steer away from THC. And that was definitely me. And so I was really sad because I enjoyed it so much. And I mean, I really enjoyed partaking. And then it just I did. I really lost my my way with the plant. And then, so I would go to like dispensaries and I'd say, okay, look, I don't want a head high. I just want a body high. I just want to feel good. And I tried every indica I could. And I just was like, and I would feel good for a few minutes and then it would get a little mindy and and a little fuzzy or whatever. And I was like, ah. And so then I just basically gave up on the plant until looking for a solution for my son. And now 
with that, I love CBDA. I love CBD. And so that's my cannabinoid. And now there's CBG that's coming out and CBN and these other cannabinoids. And, you know, what we're also starting to learn quite a bit about is the terpene profiles. Mm. And I think that people really that's need to yeah, focus on the terpenes. And the good news is, again, because we have collaboration, and we don't have people like Facebook or whoever like limiting. They can limit the money we spend with them. Like, good, because I don't want to spend any money with you. <laughs> but they can't. But because we have a place like Facebook where we can, or excuse me, like Clubhouse, that we can just have these conversations, we can start to educate each other and say, look, going for 35% THC may make sense on one level. But if you're looking for a certain effect then it's actually more important what the, the terpenes that are in that plant because they're the delivery system of the cannabinoids and what other minor cannabinoids are in that plant. And so it's just been amazing for everyone to find their journey. And I've got a lot of farmer friends out here and we don't, as a brand, sell smokable hemp. That's just not really with our identity of who we are. But I certainly have tried different flowers and things like that. And uh, there's some great hemp out there and cannabis, whatever you want to call it. It's just a matter of how much THC is in there. And it's just been an amazing journey. Have you uh, experimented with some different cannabinoids and have any insights you'd like to share other than CBD or THC? The THC and the weight loss factor, THCV, and that Mm -hmm. cannabinoid being connected to weight loss is very interesting and actually has worked. I uh, have a lot of people that ask me, how do you find the best strain? Because blah, blah, blah. How do you know whether it's this is for that? This and first of all, follow your nose. There's a reason why that's a cliche. (laughs) They tell you to follow your nose because your nose is going to tell you what you're attracted to and what you're not attracted to. It's just like food. You smell something nasty, you turn your nose up to it, you don't eat it because it's poisonous. These are things your body tells you. So it's the same thing with cannabis. In this particular industry, we, we live in this isolate world. Pharmaceutical drugs are isolates. And we're trying to isolate these cannabinoids, but the truth of the matter is that this plant as a whole is what heals. It's not, we can turn to one cannabinoid and to the other and they can all have benefits, but it's like a team or a group of people helping out. And so that is what's going to give more of the effects. And so now people are playing with cannabis derived terpene profiles, which I think is amazing. And isn't that what you're doing with your oils is doing more cannabis, the terpene derived, the cannabis terpenes? Absolutely. Again, we're, we're so, so amazing. Yeah. The different flavors are actually comes from the terpenes of the plant. So mm-hmm. we've really focused on everything that our product is all hundred percent from the plant. There's no yeah. all artificial sweeteners Our basic. It's just cold pressed hemp in cold pressed uh, hemp seed oil, all organic. And then cold press, we do use a little bit of sweetener, which is called stevia, which is a plant, which we cold press non-caloric. And that's where all of the plan is all about. And yeah, it's just been amazing for us to try and find And, and we're, we've put a little bit of extra CBG in that boost. Mm-hmm. So that's a plant that has a higher CBG content. And we didn't crank it all the way up because I didn't want to like shock the system too much of everybody. <laughs> Because CBG, like it's for it really for me and a lot of others, it's really focusing and it's really clarity and first, which is great. Yeah, the first time I smoked a CBGA joint, I could decarboxylate a CBG, yep. but the first time I did that, I skipped through the woods for a quarter of a mile. It was just so it was 
so clarifying. I was like, oh my gosh, it's mm-hmm. like life in 5D. Like it really, forget 3D and 4D, this HD, 5D. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Because the other day, I wasn't joking when I posted on my Instagram. I was like between a cup of coffee. And then I was like, I looked at your oils and I was like, we're going to try that boost. And I took a whole little dropper full and I was like, ooh, glad I didn't do that coffee. So Mm -hmm. it was was an awesome one. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And I just love that. I can clearly see that we're going to have cannabis plants that are grown specifically for ailments and specifically for us. And a lot of times it's a journey. And so enjoy the journey. You're going to have to try different products and different varietals and different ways of consuming it and just uh, enjoy the ride and and just see what works best for you. So that's always my advice. Yes, absolutely. That is it. I'm so happy you got on here. I want to be respectful of your time. I know we both need to race back to clubhouse. (laughs) So my room's still going. It's craziness. It really has been just an absolute treat meeting you. And I'm so happy we got a chance. And I look forward to my favorite thing about Clubhouse is having a, an in-person meetup. Because some people will be like, in the real world, Clubhouse is a real world. It's just not we're in the physical world. And so I look forward to you know collaborating and our paths crossing here I'll this year as things start to open up. about what we were talking about earlier because I definitely want you to be involved. Yeah. What state like are that. you guys uh, doing this in? Michigan. Right. Okay. We're, that's where it's starting, but they're, they'll be doing a tour to help other cities. and to I think this. sounds wonderful. My favorite thing is helping people put seeds in the ground. So whether that's here in our country or, or other countries around the world, just get people. I, I was at a concert. Uh, it was in Coachella. It was called uh, Desert Trip, and it had a bunch of these uh, old rockers there. Pink Floyd was there, and Neil Young was there. And uh, this was like three years ago. And he was, at the end of his show, it was a Harvest Moon. A full moon came up behind his set as he was singing Harvest Moon. It was pretty cool. And so he was throwing hemp seeds out in the crowd. And this was before 2018. And he's, take these hemp seeds, and you take them home, and you cross those state lines. Because right now it's a federal offense, but this plan is meant for us and for all of us. And for those of you that are in different countries, you take it home and you plant these seeds and it was awesome and so that's what i'm about i just we give out free seeds to anybody who wants them put it in the notes section at the checkout and we'll throw in some free hemp seeds we have some videos that we show and uh, i just want all of us growing this plant because as jack rare said from the book the emperor wears no clothes hemp may not save the world but it's the only thing that can. And I believe that this plant will heal the earth. We have yeah. to raise our consciousness. Clubhouse is helping us raise our consciousness and yeah. have these conversations. And it, we, Doug Fine, who wrote a great book called American Hemp Farmer, which I recommend everyone reads, yeah. says that we're in the bottom of the ninth inning when it comes to the world and changing the climate catastrophe that we're in so what we still have hope and let's all be a part of it because the way i look at it is either we're going to be a part of the solution here or we're going to screw this up and hemp's still going to come back and clean this earth up because it cleans up the soil it cleans up the heavy metals and toxins and pesticides and all the crap that we're responsible for so Mm -hmm. let's participate let's collaborate with the plant and if there's anything i can do to support you you know where to find me Mm-hmm. <laughs> so awesome well happy saturday to, to colleen happy saturday to you i uh, will see you soon in another room in clubhouse thank you, and friend. yes thank you for coming on the miracle plant podcast and to everybody else thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week you bet take care everybody thanks for listening to today's show To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 
Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.